Hello, welcome to the Spark and Plug podcast. This is our very first episode. We are the companion to the Spark and Plug live series, which is brought to you by Bison Tail Productions. Uh, we are recording here in beautiful, sunny Bison Tail Studios in Wilson, Oklahoma. If you haven't watched the Spark and Plug live series, uh, go over, check that out. Um, it should be up now, should be on any YouTube or There'll be snippets of it on all of our socials. Uh, it'll help give some context to the questions we're asking today and our artist. And I think his lyrics kind of help pinpoint um, kind of who he is. And that'll give you a better uh, beginning ground to kind of assess what you're listening to and uh, where you should go from there. But... The Spark and Plug Live series is going to feature a ton of different artists. We'll try and put episodes out weekly. If you've already seen it, I will guarantee you right now that the production is going to get better, that we're going to get better as we keep doing it. So, you know, stick around, check us out every time we release, which hopefully will be every week. And behind the Spark and Plug Live series is Bison Tail Studios, and behind that is Bison Tail Productions. Some real uh, Inception-style shit going on. We are the voices you hear talking today, along with our musical guest, and we'll be the constant every week. Please tag us, tag along, um, and anything you think we should check out, any artists you think we should check out, you can email us to. Uh, that'll be in the show notes. And... Uh, check out all our socials under the Spark and Plug. So with that out of the way, let's introduce ourselves and our guests and get rolling. I am Dylan. I will be talking a lot. I tend to do that. And you'll probably hate my laugh and my voice after a while, but we'll roll through it. I'm Aaron. I'm the other half of Bison Tail. Um, you can call me Ron, Ronnie, Ron Dog. Mostly Aaron for now, because I've yet to hit that age of where I can start shorting my name, and so Ron will do, Hell or Aaron, yeah. whichever one you want. Um, but yeah, let's move along. Okay, and uh, I am J Rod or Jared, whichever you prefer. I'm kind of the studio refugee, if you will. I showed up and I <laughs> have never left, and so yeah. <laughs> I just kind of earned my spot in here just by not leaving. <laughs> and our musical guest this week is the fantastic Mr. Eric Barnes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where's our six shoot? Eric smells like beef. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, so we've already recorded and uh, edited down um, Eric's live performance from the Spark and Plug. So, uh, and Eric's been a constant at the studio for three, four years yeah, now. For sure, feels like yeah. basically my entire life. But he put in uh, <laughs> heating and air in our studio, so we gave him lifetime studio access. <laughs> That's right, lifetime. Hey, barter and trade. You know, yeah. <laughs> got to life's getting short. Get ahead somehow. <laughs> uh, Eric is a. How would you describe? I, I don't want to put any. I hate. For sure, I hate man. the labels, regardless. Same genre labels, regardless. Yeah. But if you were to, unless it's country. It's just just co country, country, it's country, country. Co classic country. You know, uh, what's a what well, was no? It's just got to be country, man. It's, yeah, yeah. A, what was a, the the seventies and eighties country called? Was it like outlaw? No, 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 no. That was the cool seventies and eighties country. Right. What was the what was the 
It wasn't like pop country or like, you know, all the dudes with I'd like say, the, yeah, cat- the, br- the sure. bright Cadillacs and the real nice Absolutely. Uh, suits. and yeah. the like Boss hogs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rhinestone Boss keeps hogs. popping in my head yeah. for some reason. But that's Rhinestone, Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah, what the there hell was that? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. But anyways, so Eric's a country artist. And uh, he was, I'm not even sure how we were introduced. I think maybe you messaged us or we messaged you on Facebook or something. something. Some local deal here in town we were doing, I think. Yeah, and Eric came out, and man, the rest is history. We've been jamming, playing, uh, doing all kinds of shit ever since. Um, But I wanted to start this episode uh, this week kind of going over... Your songs, because you played three songs for us, and they're uh-huh. all incredible. Thanks, and man. I think it's a real testament to how hard you've worked by hearing those and hearing that. Because it's so easy when you're writing a song to not come across as authentic. For sure. Because I guess if you draw a string between just about every genre, it's... All great songwriters all seem to have one thing in common, and it's that they're all authentic. Yeah. Or they at least come across as authentic. Genuine, whatever you would say. Yeah. Just being genuine. Yeah. And I mean, Millie Vanilli, I guess, fooled us all. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) They ruined it. But but you come across as extremely authentic. And I think that has a lot to do with not only how you present yourself, but also your lyrics. And just how stripped down you started in terms of creating music. You know, me and Aaron, we were kind of like birthed in the studio. For sure. That's how we started writing. And it's like the opposite of how most people start. You know, most people start by playing with other people or Or just being being writing poetry. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah, and balancing and, and you know, kind of expanding upon yeah. that. But we like c- were created in the studio. Yeah. A lot of our musical foundation was created there. I mean, like, would you say that? Yeah, it's like the exact opposite of how. Yeah. Almost everybody starts. Yeah. Know, everybody starts in somebody's bedroom or garage, and they go play some shitty venues, and then they find themselves in some studio. We were fortunate enough to start in a studio. Absolutely. Yeah, and we were fortunate enough to pull J-Rod along with us. Yeah, I've been around for many years. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it, but the atmosphere you guys have built here is, it has that that grassroots, genuine kind it's of It's definitely pretty it. grassroots. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you know what I mean? It's, 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 this is all authentic. There's no, we'll say it's, there's yeah, no there's bullshit. Nothing to hide behind, behind right, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. The truth is, recording equipment, it's fucking expensive. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, is, well, just being a musician in general is expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that leads into one of my questions is that, do you view music, because you're well, early 40s, something yeah, I'll be, like I, that? Yeah, I'll actually be 41 Tuesday. Man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. I was right on the money. Well, um, which was good, because I've already, uh, after so many experiences talking with people, I've already got a backpedal you know, response built in. If you're like, no, actually, I'm 27. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, uh, I'm getting worse. I'm guessing. Um, but because you're, you know, early 40s, do you feel like music at this point is more of an outlet 
in a hobby for you or do you feel like you're pushing for something in the sense that like this is more than a hobby this is more than an outlet it's like i want to show people this um as i continue along do you, do, does, does that make sense absolutely man uh it's always been to me it's always been what i've always wanted to do uh just never thought it was it was there that you could even do it mm. uh, i thought it was just something you i mean it, luck the draw you have to know the right people that kind of thing right there was no way anybody that just a dude <laughs> yeah be able to do anything right uh but times have changed uh you can do you can do this crap from your bedroom yeah i mean i mean for good for better or for worse for better or for worse <laughs> honest yeah yeah uh but after meeting you guys and and it's just man i'm kind of lost uh you're good just well is it are you going to do you have aspirations to like which is kind of a dumb question because I think everybody wants to play in no, I got, bigger crowds and stuff like that. But do you have that, like, I think when you're younger, it's so easy to have that inner, like, drive. But, and I say younger, you know, I'm 25. I feel like right. if I was 19 doing this, I'd be like, oh, reaching for the mountaintop. You know, like, I need to be playing stadium like that's the goal is to just play these huge shows but yeah. now i'm just like you know i get to play music and that's fun and that satisfies part like a good portion of my creative drive so i guess what i'm saying is do you feel like that creative drive is still there and is it worth pursuing man it is it not to be on some big ass stage and be in not to be my name on anybody's damn anything, to mm. be honest with you. The songwriting is is the thing that it's an outlet. Mm. Uh it's therapy. Um I uh but yeah I do I do I love the performance. I love playing music too though. But I don't I don't I don't like I want the people out there listening to Generally, be listening to my music. I don't care. If, right. I don't care about. You're not about the fame. And not at all, man. I just. Yeah. I want you to hear my songs because I think they're. They're real. Yeah. Yeah. People can relate to for them. Sure, and you want you want yeah. people to yeah, relate for sure. to them as well. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I can dig it. Um, I got a couple of questions to throw your way. Bring them on. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. I think the I can dig it. Got to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. dig it. Yeah, that's immediately where my head went with this. Uh Eric. Yeah. Was man. there like a uh a moment in your life where you thought like that made you want to start playing? You know, or is it one of those things that is just kinda like you grew up around it and you just kind of like picked it up or, you know, your parents thought it would be cool to get you a guitar and so you to fuck around on it. No, oh, man. So, uh, I actually grew up my, both my grandparents from my mom and my dad's side, my grandfathers both played in bands together. Uh, 
when they were younger. Oh, honky tonk, you know, Hank Williams. That's cool. Uh, stuff. They had, they got a good story about stealing a school bus from Jones to go to use it to get their shit to the the gig and uh but they returned it back and everything kind of <laughs> was okay uh, but yeah i grew up around music my whole family all my uncles played like all new years growing up they would have a big uh party at the house and music i grew up you know uncle would go do whatever he was doing was playing drums and they'd set me on the drums and just teach you know just get me to keep in time just but i was always interested uh my dad, my gra- I guess my grandpa Harold, he bought me a guitar. What was it? That harmony, piece of crap harmony. <laughs> Seen a few the, of those. Yeah, the strings were probably two inches from the fretboard. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, but I think he did it on purpose to see if I was gonna stick, stick with, it, stick with it. Yeah, I really looking back on it. That's but it, I did. Dad would teach me a chord every day when he come home from work and. It just escalated and just went into that. But then had band, had a band in right out of uh, school, early twenties. Cousins. Can you lay on? Word. <laughs> Wait, that was you. It was uh, County Line Divided. That was our name. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not bad. It's not bad. You can uh, see that on the T-shirt. You know, I that's think like so, better yeah. than. I just didn't. I didn't want Scarlet to sell on the, or step on the word divide. It was kind of that they were getting. Yeah. After that time, we were digging them. Uh, but, yeah, then got married, kiddo. Uh, she went to college this last year, so I'm really trying to get back in it. Yeah, see where I can get these songs to people, I think. That's my main thing. Did it's you awesome. ever, like, uh, after you were in that band, did you kind of, like, stop playing for a little bit and just kind of live the uh, – the parent life, hundred percent, man. Just like it, I always had a guitar at the house. You know, yeah. there's always been. A, I've always had a, somewhat of a PA or something. If somebody wanted music for something, I would say, okay. You know, I'd have a binder with a bunch of leaves of songs. You know, that printed out, and the wind blowing, and didn't have anything mm-hmm. memorized really. You know, nothing like that. Yeah. But doing those kind of gigs, uh, and then I guess. Playing the Christmas hymns at Christmas? Yeah, that kind of stuff, man. And, you know, any of that. Uh, played church bands uh, in church. Uh, yeah, and then about five years ago, I guess. Yeah, I, I uh, got at a local place in town or close down in Luther. I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> But uh yeah, we don't want the yeah the tens of thousands of That's people right. that will eventually listen to this, you know, going <laughs> and rioting at their house or anything. I hear you. But uh yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm and then I met you guys and slowly begging my way in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Eric, do you ever going forward do you think like what do you see going forward? Say like theoretically if you you know got like a, a couple singles out or an ep or an album or something like that are you want to like stay more in your lane genre wise for a while and hone that or do you see yourself kind of like Sturgill involving Simpson, into something yeah. you know mm-hmm. like man i think there's a from what i see i mean i think there's a market for what i do 
not nothing to get me rich, not nothing, but it's to keep me where I'm at, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I mean, my, my home's paid for. I'm out of debt, uh, empty nest kind of thing. I feel like I get, a, uh, get another shot here. Uh, but I don't have time to waste <laughs> to try to spend another decade. But, I mean, anything really in any kind of uh, what I – it takes ten years if you're going to go to Nashville or, or yeah. with anything. If you're going to if you're going to dive into comedy and you're going to you're just going to take ten years to get to anything. Yeah, you've got to establish your. Yeah, but there's a what I see is there's a a local is there like scene a, re, like yeah. regional that I don't see any problem that I couldn't tag along with a couple guys and. Is there something like you, you see know, in like the near future that you're like? I want to accomplish that or I want to get to that or makes you or that you're working towards man yeah uh the biggest thing so I would say with you guys with Bison Tail Studio getting getting that actual getting my getting that album together and getting it put out that's my legacy man that's that's really I don't have any biological children I've got a stepdaughter uh I feel like I'm kind of the last last of my line kind of deal. So I view that as, even if that's all I get out there, that's something I can, that no one can ever take away. It's out there. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. You know, so. it's, it's, some, it's something you can leave your name on and people For can sure. remember you by. Yeah, I get that stamp. Yeah. Yep. Just like that went, vanilla. That went super deep and uncomfortable that's almost. what we want <laughs> yeah. good thing yeah. i'm wearing my high waters today yeah good thing you brought that diaper Word. never know good thing i eat. brought the preparation h jared's hemorrhoids well with that hemorrhoid. <laughs> i hear johnny cash playing in the background you got you got you got anything you need to you need to get off your chest about eric you well, taking my spot as the studio as the studio stooge. Oh, well, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> but uh I guess really one of my big things is who would you say inspired you? Like a, a family aside, you know, like obviously, you know, growing up, you your family was helping you and I kind of came from a similar background, so I get it. But who is are there is there a band or bands that that inspired you and you're like man that's really cool like i like the way they write or i just like the music they do and i want to i want to do something like that man i'd say <clears throat> y'all probably gonna make fun of me for this uh, rihanna <laughs> I love Alicia you Chris. nailed it <laughs> so i don't think i mean i kind of fiddle the writing stupid little songs as a kid you know yeah but it wasn't doing it for K as a as a songwriter. That wasn't mm -hmm. in my mind, I guess. But I guess the first time I really thought about even what a songwriter was. Yeah. Like I never even it wasn't just these are songs, man, that people play. Yeah. You know, it's that it's this is George Jones's song. I didn't think about who wrote the song. Right. Yeah. Uh I think uh, so. It, it would be so. Don't laugh. So Matchbox Twenty, Rob Thomas, man, hey, man. that dude. Hell I yeah, can get behind dude. that. Yeah, when I was, I guess I was probably fourteen or fifteen, sixteen. Laugh. Or well, I, I didn't know. If, Come on now. Right. No, uh, so no yeah, that's 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 the first that's the first person or first music I listened to where I really started 
I guess, reading the, the cover. Because back, back in the day, day, you used to get, you get the you, when you got your music, it yeah. was physical, and there was paper involved. And you could oh, have like, right. like, all this art. Yeah. Like, all this, they would say who wrote this song. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. But you I would get into that, and that's that. I would start reading those. And I started seeing, okay, he's writing this shit. Yeah. Then I was reading the lyrics of it. I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. That was their first album? Matchbox 20's first Probably, album? Probably, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the one yep. with Push. and three, Yeah, Push yeah, and yeah, okay. 3 a.m. And, yeah. and that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's their debut album. Yeah, the one with so. the big old dude, minor looking dude on the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. that's their first but album. But yeah, man, I, I just, that's probably okay. was the first. But like as of now, I would say that whole Cody Jinks, Ward Davis, okay. Josh Morningstar, what what, what was Pilot, that turn? Those good dudes, man. Did you just like uh, listen to their songwriting and think that's absolutely fucking brilliant? Was that what? Where was that key switched on to to like the new guys that I or to Matchbox? Yeah, like how'd you go from like or was that just kind of in your blood to begin with the country vein? For, well, yeah, that's probably the I would say because it, it feels genuine to that time of when I was growing up. Oh, okay, my, I got you. I was like, why aren't you writing any Matchbook Matchbook 20 songs? (laughs) (laughs) But you are in your own way. Kind of, yeah. I think I am kind of in my own way, yeah. Because it's, I'm not listening, I'm not, it's not from the the melody and the building, I guess. I don't always, the song's not always built with my guitar. Yeah. Sometimes it's, Mm -hmm. it's. Totally. It's the words just, behind yeah, it. It's just, it's just, it's just this, my notepad. The guitar is just kind of a way to, you know. That builds. That's when it starts getting legs and yeah. all that. But sometimes, a lot of the times, it is. I'm writing. I mean, I'm writing with my guitar in hand. You know, yeah, I got a melody sure. and everything. Uh, it, and it seems to always change. But okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and that's what I've learned from working with you guys too. Is there's no right or wrong. Yeah, and that you can change. Uh, Composing yeah. music, that I guess that's what I've kind of started well, to pick up from you guys. Well, it's kind of like Aaron always goes to say, you know, I I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard him say it, but you know, if you're writing music, it, if it sounds good to you, then it is good. Absolutely, you know, absolutely, so, man. And it, another thing he stresses on that is if you think it sounds good, I'm, there's probably tons of other people out there. So hundred percent. Uh, that gets me kind of to my next question. So, with your writing. How would you describe, like, what kind of writing style would you just would you say you had, or you know, what what's your inspiration behind all your songs? Is it just living through life, or just things you experience, or how how would you say that? Most of it, yeah, man, it's 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 kind of what I'm going through at the time. Okay, I, I uh. So the last couple of years, I've really is when I've I've done most of my writing. Yeah, I've really just I've dove into it. But I've found if I wake up, I wake up super early in the morning, mm-hmm. get my coffee, no one else is awake, and I I'm, I'm meeting the muse there. Yes. Uh, and I've 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 started. I I I I think about it that way when I'm doing it. I'm I'm the, I I got to show up because she's there. Mm-hmm. I can't you know. Uh, and it seems shit comes out, man. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. almost like it's something else doing it, but it's my. It's from me, but it's yeah. There's inspiration. Do you think that process lends itself to being a lot more authentic than like? Would you have a hard time writing with like three or four other people? Do you man, think I it th- wouldn't be as much a part of you? 
I think I could if we were if it was a cool vibe, if it was a a couch somewhere and we were all just sitting around picking and right like maybe sipping clicked. on a little whiskey or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess in that, yeah. I guess I guess if in it, any situation sure. it could work out. Yeah. If you, but no, if I was in here on a, a hard plastic table and we're all sitting in a conference room or something, right. the lights are super bright. It's no, pretty hard going to come out. Feel inspired. Yeah, you're yeah, going to get sure. some really generic stuff. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's an incredibly insightful and fruitful and badass conversation for anybody listening. So, um, if anybody listening has any questions or comments, uh, you want us to give to any of the future, uh, artists we have on the show, send them in, email them in, uh, message us on all our, uh, social medias and we'll, uh, try and get to them. That is all I've got to ask, uh, this beautiful bastard over here. Does anybody else have anything they want to ask before we wrap it up? Well, I don't really have anything to ask. I just want to, since we're doing this, I want to tell Eric how much we all appreciate him because, hell yeah, you know, he is our first guest on this podcast, but he also helps out behind the scenes with a lot of the stuff we do. So this is probably a... And he never our, asked for anything. And, and he never does. He's probably... Well, there was that one time. Oh, we don't talk, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. No, thanks, but, man. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I just I want you to know that everything you do does not go un, unappreciated. Truly, a shining light. Very much part it's of the dark, group. dark and, room. Uh, Sorry, that sounded sarcastic. It's just no, the, it's joking. just the, it's just the inflection of my voice. It's been around since I've been in like fifth grade. It really irritates my wife. I can see that. Yep. But, <laughs> but. Yeah, but he's not wrong. Hate you <laughs> he's not wrong. It's not you. It's just your voice. It's just your face. Yeah. J Jay- Rod's not wrong. You are uh, you are really appreciated here, and all your help is appreciated, man. man. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you. Fortunately for us, the Bison Tell, oh god, family. It's like it's like when I used to work at you know those like fucking retail stores and shit. And they're like. We're family here. <laughs> yeah, had everyone well, read think, through the training manual before we started the podcast. Yeah, uh, no, that's not a bad thing, man. I think I think that's what it needs. Well, it, it helps us get the stuff you that we want to get done. You know, like there's we have we have aspirations, mm-hmm. you know, and dreams and stuff mm-hmm. to do with the studio. We kind of want to be a little bit different than just like a corporate type. You know, we that was always a selling point. You know, sometimes you go in the studios and they're like. It's like a dentist's office, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, they're like, no drinks beyond this point type shit, you know? And it's kind of weird and kind of off-putting. So we were hoping that we would be like, people would be naturally drawn to us. Yeah. And with you and Jared and Gage and, you know, some of other people that I'm probably forgetting. Sorry, other people. Yeah. I'm looking you at know who you are. If we didn't I'm mention your name. I'm sorry, I'm not more help. We're not a big family, but we're getting there. Uh, they haven't had man, time to no, multiply. I'm, I'm glad doesn't to be have all those kids included in Well, Mason, like Mason, of course. Mason, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason sure. hasn't help. been on a min- minute, so Mason. I mean, you could probably put Levi in that category now. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. So Mason's been a huge help for us doing our own stuff. Yeah, I mm-hmm. dig Mason. I like Mason. Mason's, he's a cool dude. Mason's, I really he's got to hang out with him at Pig Fest. I really <laughs> he's like a guy. Yeah. But you're you're part of those people that we we're really appreciative of. Man, and we we mm-hmm. I, we never want to overlook it. 
and we never want to take advantage of it. Yes, but take advantage of me all day long, man. Oh, just hey, let hey, me, hey. Oh, just we have to keep me. this yeah. Let's ride this train, light. man. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks to everybody who's tuning in. Please go check out Eric's episode of The Spark and Plug. Um, and like I said, check us out on our website. Check us out on all our socials. Send us any emails, DMs you guys got. Um, that's you guys think of anything else? Um, speaking of socials, Eric, do you have any anything oh, that people can Barnes. reach out to you on, like Just social media? At Eric Barnes Music. Okay. On all the socials. Okay. Cool. Got any all cool shit? Socials. Got any cool shit coming up? Yeah. No, he's in the creative process yeah, right we now. We got some things coming. Um, <laughs> that's all you got to say, man. We got some big shit coming. Yeah, got some yeah. big shit coming this year. Yeah. Got some big things in line. All right, I can do that every year. If we're ready, we got to big close shit it out. Jared, yes, hit that free bird. <laughs> Hold on, I can't. Do we this. forgot to tell you guys. Along with being a tech and helping out with Jared, Jared helping out with us and everything, Jared's also our in-house bard. Yes. So anytime we're in here trying to get shit done, Jerry's over there playing. What's that Bob Seger song? Oh, uh, on piano that you fucking play all the time. <laughs> oh, that, I, I haven't played that in a minute. But uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, this morning. We, we've you? got tonight. Th- that and fucking Deutschland. All right, this is the Spark and Plug podcast signing off, folks. And that's J Rock playing us out. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha